Hey everybody, it's Gomer here. Uh, I know we have the generalized bumper at the beginning of the show, but I did want to make a specific note that we do talk about things like sexual assault and uh, thing and, and just generalized things like that. Um, we do talk about cap. We spend a lot of time talking about Kavanaugh and the stuff around that. So um, yeah, just a heads up for you guys. Um, Enjoy the show. The following show contains views and opinions that may not be suitable for all audiences. Audience discretion is advised. Howdy, 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 everybody, and welcome to Thespian Talk. I am your host, Gomer the Ranting Thespian, and oh my god, it's been three months, almost three months since we've done one. I really, 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 really hate driving, truck driving schedules at this particular moment. God damn it. Ah, and with me sharing in a lot of rage and, and ranting and everything, because, oh boy, there's going to be a lot of it today. Uh, we have the cat. Hello, everyone. Yeah, so it's been longer <clears throat> for you since since we've, since you, since you've recorded here. Um, just speak, and, but that's the way it goes when it, when you have a truck driving company that, that while you can get downtime, it's not always in a place that is conducive to live recordings like this. It's like... It's like there are some places I can barely watch a YouTube video at times and add on to the work fatigue and all of that too. But I'm here at home and the next week after we're recording this, there should be another one as well. So two weeks, two weeks in a row. Holy shit. <laughs> Wild, crazy times, guys. Wild and crazy times. Yes. Oh, but so yeah, things have happened since the last time we recorded any kind of a show together. And the biggest one is, um, well, the Supreme Court now has a, has a more conservative slant to it than we would like. You know, thank you fucking Donald Trump and the fucking Mitch McConnell and, and basically the entire GOP at this point. Because I can do without them. Can't you, Kat? Yeah, you know what? Like earlier this year, there was a, a train derailment with like a huge chunk of the GOP on it. And I thought <sighs> we could have had this, this, this could have gone like the universe was saying something mm-hmm. and it didn't say it quite loud enough because they didn't all die. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's one of those things. It's like, okay, it, it's bad enough that there is a more conservative bent to the Supreme Court, which, and I know somebody might be like, well, what, what's so bad about conservative conservatism? Conservatism. I can speak, I swear. But, <laughs> We're out of practice. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. But see, conservatism isn't necessarily bad in and of itself, depending on how you look at it. You may want to be more fiscally conservative, you know, not spend things on frivolous, you know, put taxes towards frivolous things like tax breaks for the rich or helping rich people stay on their feet, you know. But maybe you want to save money by, oh, I don't know, taxing the rich at a good 80 to 90% rate because I'm pretty sure those motherfuckers, if they had to, they could survive on less than a million a year. That's that's a lot of tax revenue going into the country and boosting the economy a hell of a lot better than all of these fuckers are trying to do. Oh, but wait. The the economy, they base the health of the economy on the stock market, which is played primarily by rich people. Now, and that's not to say that people who aren't rich don't play it too. That that's That's not the thing. But when you think the stock market, you think 
just the stockholders and the owners and what they see, and they're generally better, more, they're more well-off than most people. I mean, it's just, it's just one of those things that just happens to be, and that's what they base it on. Not, the, not on the single mother of five kids who has to work two jobs just to keep a roof over their heads. All right? They don't base it on that. Because they're biased towards the rich, apparently. Mm. And what else is biased towards the rich is uh, Brett Kavanaugh. Uh, yeah, we, we gonna talk about him. We gonna get this out of the way. It's like ripping off a goddamn Band-Aid. Uh. So, for those who don't know, and bear in mind, I am going by memory, so if I get a few things wrong, Kat, I'm sure you will correct me. I hope. <laughs> we but, shall see. Yes. But Brett Kavanaugh was, 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 who just recently was confirmed as of yesterday at the time of recording, uh, two days when you guys are hearing this. Um, and he was he was put forth by Donald Trump because, of course, he is. And we find out, if, you know, he was, he, was, he was quite rapey in high school. In fact, uh, sexual assault was a thing. Um, he was also a drunkard. He, he really enjoyed his beers. He made, made sure to make that a point in his confirmation hearing. Um, and women were coming, I say, I'm, I'm going to say out of the woodwork, to come forward and say, yeah, um, this 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 guy, he he's he's a rapey motherfucker, and he really shouldn't be up there. And the big the biggest um the biggest uh, uh um 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 speech out of the whole confirmation hearing was one by Doctor Christine Blasey Ford. Got to remember, she is a doctor, everybody, because you know that's also a thing that identifies her. Um, and. And she came out with her story. I mean, of course, it was 35, 36 years ago. Of course, memory's not going to be fully there. Because I, I can't remember what happened 35 years ago. I was one when 35 years ago, okay? But but even then, like even going back to like my own high school experiences, there are things that, yeah, there are holes in my memory there. And there's holes in everybody's memory there. We're not going to remember every little thing, but you know what? If something traumatizing happens to you or, or, or something otherwise noteworthy happens to you, you're going to remember it. You're going to remember the horrible shit. It's just, uh. And the fact that somebody who has done this to, some, to, to anybody, you know, somebody like Brett Kavanaugh and Donald Trump are in positions of power and can steer the country into any direction that they may want to go for good or for ill for everybody who is not a rich white Christian male and 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 to to veer off a little bit I, I actually got called out by a friend when when I was um, ranting when I was initially texting her and ranting to her about uh, about Kavanaugh I referred to him as as I believe a, a rich white motherfucker or something like that entitled white rapist motherfucker or, or something to that degree and she was like don't make don't make whiteness a thing and i'm sitting here like in certain cases i can see that but at the other on the other hand for the most part if a black guy had done the exact same things kavanaugh had done he would have had a most much more difficult time if he even made it to that point in today's climate that that's the key phrase in today's climate uh so that that little bit out of the way we can get back to Kavanaugh the rapist um you you know who from what I also understand he's against things like Roe v. Wade and um you know you know you, you know the, the typical the, the typical talking points 
of conservatives and the GOP today. Uh, how am I doing, Kat? <laughs> good, good. Now, I will point out that he is an alleged rapist. We Like, you know, this is a very polarizing thing, and I, for one believe dr ford um but since nothing has been proven that's one of the cases that people are making in his favor is that this is all just hearsay this is literally a case of his word versus hers Mm -hmm. um and that's kind of why it's been so contentious is that um there's no proof that this happened now i say that but there hasn't been a trial the hearing was not a trial the hearing was just um a a job interview to determine whether or not there was enough of doubt of whether or not he would make a good candidate Mm -hmm. and it really became a he said she said do you believe her or do you believe him and you know he went up on the stand and made it very clear that he was unfit for this job that that he could not keep his shit together under pressure um, while being attacked, and Dr. Ford made it very clear that she was a very strong woman who everyone like looked at her and said, "Yeah, I've I've met you know hundreds of victims, and she's definitely and she's telling the truth, and and you know all of these things aligned perfectly so that the GOP could say, "Yeah, let's have an investigation, but a sham of an investigation, mm-hmm. and um, have the FBI not actually be able to find anything." So that we can say we did our due diligence and then still confirm him anyway, even though he did so poorly during the hearing. Mm-hmm. He he like if this was a test, he would have failed colossally. Um but like it was all just a big show. None of it mattered. They were always going to try to confirm this guy. Um all of you know, Flake who flaked in and off of what he was going to do. It was all just, it was just show. They were never not going to confirm him. And it's so important to them to confirm him um, so that they can get their way so that the GOP can have a conservative aligned Supreme court who is going to do whatever they're going to tow the party line. That's all they want. They just want someone who's going to tow the party line. They don't care if he is a rapist. They don't want to know. They don't care, and they wouldn't care if he was. If he was a rapist, they wouldn't care. Um, if if he had fucking murdered someone, they wouldn't care. All they care about is putting people in power who will tow their party line, and which will inevitably make them more money and get them more power. Yeah, because that's basically the only thing that gets them off at this point is, oh, power, money. It's like, can we, you know, just... November is coming, folks. At, at the time of this recording, it is, you know, this goes out October 8th, 2018. Less than a month from this recording is going to be Election Day. And there's a lot of places that have early voting, including Florida. Hi! <laughs> I'm going to make sure my ass is voting. And, and I, I will risk my job for it if I have to. I, I don't think I would have to, but if I did, then so be it. Because all of these, the, the entire GOP, everybody top down, get them the fuck out. Vote them out. Uh, and hmm? They are truly awful. They do not deserve. They do not represent the American people anymore. And they are freaking out and trying to 
align themselves into places of power, of permanent power, because they know that they are becoming irrelevant. And if they don't get themselves into place now, that they will be voted out. That is that is their fear. That's the shit that keeps them awake at night. Yeah, well, they we well, let's we can make those fears come true as much as we can. <laughs> I would prefer to just dump a whole lot of them and put a whole bunch of younger fuckers up in there, but we'll we'll work with what we can. But un- but, you know. Uh, cuz I know there are some uh, younger people running around the country that I, I think what is a um uh Anastasia Ocasio-Cortez or, or I cannot pronounce her name for the life of me, and that is on me. I am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but you know who I'm talking about. I think most people who are listening would would know as well. Um, you know, she's running, and good on her. We we need fresher blood. You know, we need younger blood in the government. And also, I've seen the idea of term limits for members of Congress running around, and uh, I, I can probably get behind that. Um. Just depends on how long the terms are. <laughs> oh, and and speaking of Congress, Rick Scott, you know the guy, the the, the bald fucker who looks like he could eat a baby with every picture he takes. Uh, he's running for the Senate in Florida, and I'm gonna be so happy to say, uh, no, no, I ain't vote for you. I am not voting for you. But uh, but since he's gov- since he is currently governor, that's gonna free up the governor seat. So we also have a. A race between I, uh, I forget the guy's name, and I know I'm going to vote for him. And when it's when 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 I state who the other guy is going to be, it's going to be very obvious. But uh, it's basically between a the mayor of Tallahassee, the current mayor of Tallahassee, and some racist piece of shit white dude. Um, which I know he's made national headlines a couple of times. I've heard him on NPR, and just there there's there's just no way around it. It's like I'm voting for the other guy. I'm voting for the mayor of Tallahassee, so yeah. And and again, I'm doing I'm doing a lot of this political talk by memory. So if I so forgetting names, mispronouncing names, I do apologize. I hope people understand the points I am trying to get across. Ah, so goddamn. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been rough. It's been very disheartening for we. Um, tree hugging liberal snowflakes um that we truly are to uh to watch the news and to watch what i would generously call a miscarriage of democracy yeah you know just watching the law being flouted to watch all human decency being flouted to watch the absolute um unabashed um, uh, hypocrisy GOP to you know to whine and wail and act like the fucking martyr you know over shit that they did mm-hmm. not two years ago three years ago you know the you know them complaining about the you know this this psychological projection of all of the terrible things that they did and projecting it onto the democrats is disgusting and and it's so it's um i don't know who they're trying to fool 
if they are trying to fool their cult followers or if they're trying to fool themselves. But the lying, you know, we're not buying it. It's being pointed out in every headline that, hey, they did this. And now they're trying to pretend like we, like the Democrats invented it. Yeah. It's it's awful. And it's so disheartening because we grew up, you know, in classes being told, here's, Here's what, you know, our founding fathers wanted and they wanted this this democracy and this is the the checks and balances that are the foundation of our country are there to protect us and they're not anymore. The 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 American people are not being protected by the government oh. anymore. We like the American people not every American, but many Americans are now at greater risk with Kavanaugh in the Supreme Court position than before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of the people who don't see what the big deal is are not the ones who are in potential trouble. And um, the, you know, getting rid of Roe versus Wade, which is something Kavanaugh wants to do. Kavanaugh has stated that he, you know, would would pardon a president from crimes because it would be a greater risk to the country to have a president arrested than not. Like, yeah, we can see why you were put into this position. Mm-hmm. The thing about Kavanaugh, though, that I've been stewing on for the last two weeks is that he will accomplish nothing of his own when it all is said and done, everything that he does, he will not leave his mark. He is a stooge for the president. And even if that wasn't true, even if he was a stooge for the GOP, he will never be seen as anything but a stooge for the president. So he, his name will not, his name will go down in history in all the ways that he, you know, no one wants, nobody wants their legacy to be, to be, you know, nobody wants to cheat their way in and and be someone's bitch and for that to be their legacy. And that, no matter what happens, will be Kavanaugh's legacy. So, like, I don't know why anybody would want that for themselves, but that is what he has chosen. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, you know, with with the whole GOP hypocrisy being brought up again, it's like, you, you, men- you mentioned that they that they that they try to play the martyr card and and all of this and my knee jerk reaction not mind you just knee jerk reaction I, I my my good sense takes over in a lot of things but uh my knee jerk reaction is you know one of them says oh no we're oppressed we we're we're being kicked out of this I'll be like well you want to act like it then well let's make it shut let's make it so then you want you want to know what oppression is you want to feel oppression we'll oppress the fuck out if you want us to I mean. I would rather not. I would rather us all be equal and be relatively at peace. But, you know, we can't have that right now, especially with you fuckers going and whining just because white people are not going to have the advantage that we've had for I don't know how long. So it's like, it's like, yeah, you keep whining. Somebody is going to be like, yeah, um, you want to you you know what a real oppression is? We'll show it to you, buddy. We will, uh, and that may not be the best thing. That may not be the best train of thought to go on. I will admit that, but at the same time, is that's just how annoying their hypocrisy is and their martyr complex is. That's yeah. The knee jerk reaction is, oh, you want oppression? I'll show you oppression. Mm-hmm. And we know we can't do that. That we can't stoop to that low. But my God, is it tempting? Yeah, 
there there are ways of fighting and and making ourselves heard and and pushing back without necessarily stooping to that level. Me personally, I'm not quite there in a serious sense yet, but you know, let's hope we don't have to get to that serious level. Uh, just ah, uh, fucking hell. I mean, every day we creep a little bit closer to, at what point do the citizens revolt? Because this hasn't happened in our time. Um, You know, we're both in our 30s, so we weren't here during, like, the Vietnam War or anything like that. So we're not sure at what point do the citizens overthrow the government. (laughs) Like, I'm not sure what the stage is, but I feel like every day we creep a little bit closer to that. Yeah. Well... We'll, we'll see what happens after Election Day, because if they just outright ignore or, or do something to meddle with it or let certain foreign powers meddle with it. Russia! Excuse me. You know, you know if, if they just let our votes be thrown in vain because of through no fault of our own, then, yeah, we're gonna, we would have to do something even more. And yeah. it's, kind of, it, it's kind of scary when I keep having the thought of, what happens if our vote doesn't work? Right. Um, it, it's it's a slow, dreadful march to November for those of us who are hoping to flip the House and flip the Senate. And mm-hmm. and I don't know. Can we flip the Senate? I don't. I don't remember if we can flip one, the other, or both. Um, what our odds are, but um, it it is the only thing that I feel like is going to save us. Yeah. Um, and and that is that sounds extremely melodramatic, but uh, it it's not. It, it when when you're looking at it from the perspective of what our country looks like right now under that stooge that calls himself a president, um, how close we are to war to and and not just war but annihilation um, yeah. because of the the things that we're meddling with the level of blatant corruption in the government that is all out there in the open and it is not being punished. Um, the danger that people are in, the rights that we can, or can that we can realistically see being taken away. It is truly, truly horrifying. Um, if you sit and think about it for too long, as I have been doing. Yeah. Um, and and how close we are to it all becoming true and we know that the gop does not care about the american people because in order to care about the american people you have to care about all of the american people Mm -hmm. and not just the super wealthy the white the christians you have to care about everybody and they don't they hate americans they hate minorities they hate immigrants they hate women they hate like more than half of the american people mm-hmm. and they would do anything in their power to to take power and legitimacy away from those americans who do not look like them and you cannot call yourself a representative of the people when you hate the people exactly like all I, I just have this, like, 
all the, the, the steps forward, the baby steps forward that we took for LGBT rights under the Obama administration is all going to get wiped away under Kavanaugh and under the GOP. They would just get rid of all of it. They, they want to live back in the, I'd say, even earlier than the 1950s, because I'm sure they'd fucking have slaves if they could. Oh, yeah, definitely. They just they want to backpedal and take us to a time that we can't go back to. We can't return to that falsely idyllic era of everything was perfect in your perfect nuclear family. And we didn't have to think about hard, tough things that go against what we were raised with. Because this is a new generation. There are people out there who... um, you know, like, it's it's just different now. There are openly gay everybody everywhere all the time. We can't, we can't walk that back. We can't walk back um, the, the tension between literally the entire population of Black people in this country versus the police killing innocent Black people. We can't walk that back. There's this genie of progress that we can't put back in the bottle, and the GOP will do everything in their power to do that. And and it makes them so out of touch with and and people who have that much power and that much money don't have to see reality. They don't have to live in it. They don't. They can afford not to have to walk amongst the people until they're in a restaurant getting screamed at, and then they leave like they should because they're horrible people. Mm-hmm. And then they go on, and then of course, then they go on social media to cry, well, it's all right, it's all right. you, you, you I can't school. even go out to a restaurant with, without people. Well, guess what? There are people in this country who can't even live without being shot in their own homes, murdered by strangers. Like, hey, welcome to the real world. Mm-hmm. Actions have consequences. Some people's actions that they pay for every day are just living in the color of their skin or their sexual orientation or what have you, things that they cannot control. What what the GOP can control is being heartless fucking scum. And that's what they are. Mm-hmm. And they can control that. So I do not feel even one ounce of pity for when they get harassed out of a restaurant. Not even a tiny little empathetic and and I'm an extreme empath people. I cry at everything and feel terrible about everything all the time. Um, which is why I've been so depressed the last couple of weeks because of how bad things are going to get from here on out. And I still can't find one little shred of my heart to give out to the GOP. I, I, yeah, same. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I think you put a lot of it better than I could have. I've been thinking about it a lot and not really talking about it very much. Um, Because the one person who I can talk about this kind of stuff to is my roommate. And she's having a really rough time with personal stuff that's going on. So I haven't been talking to anybody about this, but I've been stewing on it for weeks. And it's, it's, this is my first time getting to vent any of this. Um, yeah. So my my main thought with all of this stuff um, that I did want to get out there before we switch topics to anything else is that um, there will be repercussions of Dr. Ford's statements. Um, and what I mean by that is that, so think about um, many moons ago when 
Trump was mocking minorities and immigrants. And he talked about how terrible people are. And then after that, we saw a surge of race crimes that the perpetrators used Trump's message as justification for treating other people inhumanely. Mm-hmm. Now, imagine what happens when Trump mocks rape victims and women. Like he if you has. don't think that we're going to see a, a, a sudden rise in sexual assaults and stuff like that, because the president and the GOP have just said, it's okay. Any, any, you know, they have just given their thumbs up to rape and sexual assault and ignoring victims and treating victims and women and anybody who you want to do sexual things to that they don't want it. They've given the okay for you to treat them inhumanely. And that will have consequences. And even fewer people now may step forward because they have seen that at the highest level for the most important job in the country, because I don't think the president is the most important job in this country. I think the Supreme Court is. They have been shown that it doesn't matter, that your pain doesn't matter, that your things that are guaranteed to you by the Constitution, your ability to have a life and the pursuit of happiness, that shit doesn't matter. Nobody cares. That's what they've been told. That's what they've been shown at the highest level. And that has consequences. We won't necessarily see them right away, but we will see them. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just being a ray of fucking sunshine today. No, it's okay. Like you said, it needed to come out, apparently. Just, damn. Uh, and, 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 you know... For all of my rage over it, because I have rage. I, you, you know, if you follow me on social media, you will see my rage. But I, I, you know, you know, my rage, my my anger over it. While it is great, it it, it doesn't hold a candle to to cats here or or anybody else who who is a woman who, especially in this case, a woman who is. Uh, you know, a person of color who's a trans person, who who is who is otherwise not a heterosexual person. I, you know, the only the only other rage that I can honestly take on myself, being a cishet white guy, is the religious one because I am not a Christian, and the last thing that I need is anybody in power. To say that if you're not a Christian, then, you know, you don't matter. And while that is not as as huge right now as as as, as what's going on with Kavanaugh and with the retaliation that Kat was talking about, you know, it's still a worry. Not as big a worry. Um so and, and I say that, and, and, I'm, and, and I'm saying that not to diminish anything Kat has said. In fact, the reason I bring it up and mention it is because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm happy Kat was here because she was, you know, because Kat is a woman, you know, it was, you know, definitely far more fitting for her to rant out about it than me, for sure. And, ah. Uh, you know. Because because that's a that's you know the fear of sexual assault is something that I have to live with every day, mm-hmm. and 
you know, I have noticed, you know, because, okay, so um, I work with almost nothing but men because mm-hmm. uh, I do warehouse work. And I have noticed how I'm treated versus how men treat each other. I see it every day. And most of the time, because we're a close-knit group of people, it's very good. Um, but I have noticed the difference between when somebody does something for, for a woman that is, you know, genuinely nice yeah. versus them trying to be chivalrous but really being super sexist. Um, so, like, this is stuff that I'm made aware of every single day. And I have never been the victim of a sexual assault or a rape or anything like that but the sheer number of people that came out of the woodworks on the with the hashtag why i didn't report was astounding there was a a girl i went to um to middle school and high school with who i i won't say her name or anything like that and i haven't spoken to her since but she came out with a story um of, you know, she was sexually assaulted um, by a family member while we were in high school together. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I'd see her in class and we had band and all this other stuff. And I would never have thought in a million years that something terrible and traumatic had happened to her. Um, And and it, it shocked me. Like I, I've, I've known of other people and other people have told me their stories, but you know, this, this girl who I went to school with for some reason was the most shocking to me because I didn't know her very, you know, we weren't super close, you know, but just, just to hear about it when I would never have thought in a million years that this could have happened to this nice girl, you know? And she was just, you know, nice, quiet girl, normal girl, nothing, nothing weird about her. She didn't dress provocatively or anything like that. And again, I would never have known until she said something. And it really just sort of shook me that um, it, it really can be anybody, you know, even somebody that you would never think of. And that is something that women have to live with every day or, or, um, or anybody who who is at risk because it's not just women, um, you know, like the LGBT crowd and trans are all more likely to be assaulted and all of this stuff. I don't want to diminish that in any way, shape, or form, and especially because that is another group that will probably see rights stripped away from them under Kavanaugh. Um, like he is he is anti LGBT and. Um, and again, it's that I want to take, you know, he wants to, the GOP lives in another era that is the current era where LGBT is common. It is natural. It is increasingly commonplace and it needs to be that way. And, and LGBT, this isn't new, something that's, you know, a trend. This didn't just start happening in the last 30 years people have always been around who have been on some end of the spectrum have been, you know, gender fluid, all this stuff. It's always been there. And we've always as a society have ignored it and tried to push it away and make it sound abnormalize it and explain it away for whatever reason, because we couldn't wrap our brains around it. And we have science out there telling us that, Hey, this is, this is how it is. This is, this is natural. And there's a lot of people who don't want to come to terms with that because their religion says otherwise or their, 
their history their or their closeted or whatever reason they don't want to come to terms with this is a new normal and that's not a bad thing and so it, it's just it's so scary to me because I have so many friends again I've never been you know sexually assaulted I've never been raped any of that stuff but I know people who have, and I know lots of people who are, you know, LGBT, QA, whatever we want to call it now, all of that. I know so many people who are in that group who already are at greater risk than your normal person for, you know, something terrible to happen to them. And now, again, we're just increasing that risk because of the GOP and the way that they think people should be treated. So like, I'm just afraid all the time for not for myself necessarily, that's always there, but, um, but for my friends, my friends who have already, you know, suffered because of who they are um, and who they love. And to see any increase in that suffering is just, it's such a terrifying thought because these are people who pay the price for their existence every single day. And to ask, any more of them for them to put up with anything else is just unthinkable. Right. And, and that's, that's what's going to have to happen. Maybe unless we can flip the house and get some sense back into government. Yeah. Uh. Again, I'm being a giant ray of sunshine. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. This is, this is stuff that needs to be out and talked about. And, and if, if nothing else, at least our listeners, however many are left, <laughs> Can, and hopefully can spread the conversation around. In fact, I encourage it. You know? Thank all three of you for sticking with us this far. Yes. <laughs> oh, but with that, with that, let's go ahead and transition into. I'm not even going to worry about shoutouts this time because it's. Been I was so going to say we used up like 40 minutes already. Yeah. <laughs> we so, can get through like two stories. Yeah. Well, in, in that particular case, there is one that I really, 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 really wanted to go over. Um, I, I will put the other stories that I intended to have on here uh, in the in the Discord under the, I believe I put it, the Archives channel. Uh, that, that, should, that link should be in the doobly-doo. But for us, it's for us, and if you're looking at the Archives in the Discord, it's the last particular link uh, from Thrillist.com. And... I, I, this is one of those where I was really hoping Aaron would be here too because he is a parent. Uh, I know his son is graduated high school and, and, and he's grown now, but I'm, I'm sure he could have more of a hands-on um, view of this than either of us could. Cat, I know you're you're child-free, and I'm kind of in between. I don't have kids of my own, but I've lived in a household where kids and taking them out and and dealing with them were rather common so so it would be a good uh three-way uh view here but but this particular one i i just wanted to go ahead and read it and and have a look at it it, it may run the show a little bit over an hour depending on how, how long it takes us but but it's it's something and it 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 also speaks to you know just you know you know more entitlement culture just in general uh, Kavanaugh being being put on the Supreme Court is also entitlement culture, along with everything else. But but uh, this one is entitlement culture that we can that we can look at on a more personal level and actually look at the person in the eye and say, "Dude, fuck you," <laughs> or 
or or maybe not. We'll, we'll, we'll see where you all stand. Um, but the title of the article is why rest. Well, the URL is uh, why restaurants should be kid friendly. Uh, it's published by a guy named Kevin Alexander, and he published it on my birthday. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm 36 now. How about that? How does it feel in comparison to 35? Not much different. Not, not, not really. It never does. No. Because, <laughs> you know, I mean, I've already hit 21. I've already hit 18. Uh, I've already hit 16. So, you know. You have that 30 panic that that we've both hit where you turn 30 and you realize you're, your life isn't dirty and that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, so let, let's get on this one. Again, it's lengthy article, but, but worth the discussion, I believe. We know this isn't ideal, and we see you there, looking, judging, as our child loudly asks us, asks us if she can have 16 jelly beans and watch Tangled before she eats her dinner. I know why we're here, because my wife and I would like nothing more than a little taste of the freedom and avocado crostini we once enjoyed, or at the very least, someone else to make the food and alcohol for us and clean up the inevitable detritus, detritus, however the fuck you say that word, uh, our child monsters will leave behind, so we can all be fed and done and dramatically overtip in an hour and on our way towards the glory that is child bedtime. This is why we got here at 5.15pm and immediately put in both our cocktail and food orders with a confused host. But let me ask you a question. Why are you here at 5.15pm? What made you come to this restaurant before 6pm unencumbered by the glory and pain of your bloodline? First of all, the reason why I'd be there at 5.15pm is because fuck you. <laughs> in a more serious answer though, the reason why I would be there at 5.15pm, I am on the road. All right, and I don't always have the means to eat, just sit in the truck and eat. I do sometimes, and even when I do, sometimes I want to get out of the truck. I want to go inside. Granted, a lot of my experience is with truck stops, and but even the truck stops, and I'm going to name off the major ones, the TAs, the Petros, Pilots, Flying Jays, and Loves. They're not, they're, they're not really advertised much as truck stops. They're travel stops. And they have stuff for everybody, not just your truck drivers. They have stuff for cars. They have stuff for trucks. Um, and, 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 and all of the things in between. So, yeah. You're, if you have a truck driver and he's pull, he or she is pulling in at 5.15, then, yeah, they're going to go in and eat. Because they need food. Uh, so, yeah. It's, it's the same thing. Hunger. That, that, that's why we go in. Uh. You know what I would do at 5.15pm if I wasn't with my children? I would walk down by the ocean and contemplate the vastness of our miraculous, maddening world. I would go to the gym and wail on my deltoids, because deltoids are the muscle group most commonly neglected when you inevitably quit a gym after hitting children. Having children, not hitting children. Wow! That's a bad slip. I would go to a lake with a book and then pretend to read the book while watching Ozark on my phone. But you know I wouldn't. what I wouldn't do? Go to a fucking restaurant! Good, good on you, buddy. Um, we're not you. Gat, um, do you have any thoughts on this so far? Um, well, no. Just, I, I say just keep... Get to our... Th the end. Okay. Uh... 
and and there are two there are actually two lines in this article that that do get repeated first one is there is a certain level of human need as a parent to leave the nest uh, i want to be clear about something i'm not referring to every restaurant I'm not trying to take my two kids under four to some sort of painfully hit place in the heart of the city during happy hour, or really any new place in general. I'm basically referring to the lowercase cool approximations of hip restaurants that exist in the suburbs and outer neighborhoods of our cities, the ones that have some of the trappings of the places we remembered fondly from the city, a mezcal talk cocktail, some sort of javice appetizer, mustard greens but also have the wherewithal to offer our children a G-rated menu of comfort foods, plus a club soda and grenadine. These faux-hip joints allow us to briefly transport ourselves back to a time before children when our biggest worry for a weekend day was whether to start binge-watching Terriers before or after second brunch. What the hell kind of a... What the hell kind of a single life do you have? did you lead, buddy? Second brunch? Seriously? Are you also a hobbit? I know the thing is second breakfast, but come on. We're not asking you, and for these purposes I'm defining you as anyone between the ages of 21 and 40 without kids, or older folks, 58 to 70, who have kids in college and somehow forgot how children work. <laughs> I'm going to have to stop right there, buddy, because my parents are in their 60s, and 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 we have the foster kids we used to, that used to live with us come visit like at least every other weekend. They remember how children work. Uh, um, uh, we're not asking you to stop the, going to these restaurants altogether. Independent restaurants need folks of reasonable means to support them. Plus, I would never want to keep you from a place with locally sourced mustard greens. All I'm asking you give up is a time slot between 5 p.m. and, say, 6.30 p.m. You don't need to be in the restaurant this early. The only people who should be in the restaurant at this time are families and old people with limited hearing who have a mandate to be back at their homes before bones runs start. Wow! Uh, yeah, I'm not completely without empathy. Really? I remember what it was like to be childless and see children at a table next to me snorting ketchup while licking the bottoms of their shoes and watching weird Australian cartoons on their parents' phones. And I remember judging as hard as humanly possible. These were bad parents, I'd think. Why don't they get babysitters, I'd ask my date. Kids have entirely too much screen time, I'd say knowingly, quoting from some New York Times piece I hadn't read, but saw mentioned by a journalist on social media. But now, of course, the pendulum has swung in the other direction, and it has swung hard. There is a certain level of human need as a parent to leave the nest. Again, repeating that line from earlier. To get out of the house. To do something, anything, that makes you feel even a little bit like someone whose existence is not based around the unpredictable whims of toddlers. And babysitters, while amazing and necessary and vital, are also expensive, hard to pin down, and pretty much guaranteed to be going through all of your passwords in a good-natured attempt to blackmail you later on, so you have to pick and choose your babysitter-sponsored reprieves. Okay, dude, what babysitter actually does this? You know... I think he's trying to be funny. It's not working. At this point, we are lucky to have two a month. So naturally, there is a stir-crazy element that often rears its head around 4.30pm on a Sunday when my wife might posit a question, Should we try and go to dinner? The word try is always included, because going to dinner with children is not just a thing you decide you will complete, which, by the way, that line is also repeated later. You are attempting it. 
it might not actually work. You might have to leave when they shit themselves or throw a baseball manager-style tantrum. Or after you find out the restaurant is out of mustard greens. Again with the mustard greens! Who likes mustard greens? Uh, maybe that's just me. But there is a chance that it will work. There is an irrational, optimistic lottery element, a certain type of magical thinking that takes over each dinner experience, where I believe that just maybe if I time everything correctly and put orders in early and run my son around and give my daughter enough coloring books and drink gin quickly and then get some hip kivish and wood-fired pizza and avocado mashed onto some of these greens, it will be okay, or even a positive experience, and we will drive home listening to the edgy rap version of the song of the song The Rock sings off the Moana soundtrack, and I might turn to my wife and say, you know what? That actually went okay. Okay is the goal. Hell, okay is good. And to repeat himself, going to dinner with children is not just a thing you decide you will complete. Uh, but here's the thing. In order to achieve those brief moments inside parental Valhalla, we must be allowed to fail. And in order to have that safety net, we need to be around people with like-minded missions who will just shake their heads knowingly when it all crumbles and we're forced to hit eject. And we can't do it while you're, shat while you're there shadow murmuring and staring or turning around in your chair to glare or sighing audibly several times and getting on Twitter to indulge in the shared experience of public annoyance commiserations. Few things in the social sphere are more infuriating than the American pastime of passive public restaurant shaming, especially if it occurs around 5.45 p.m. But even just being agreeable and somewhat sympathetic isn't quite enough here, because part of my stress in these situations is the stress of remembering how annoyed I was when I was you. So I just want to remind you, good sir or madam, you have options. You can wait. Or you can even get annoyed with me openly if I'm cluttering up your hang post 6.30pm. But if, after all of these warnings, you still decide to go to early during... To, if you still decide to go early during prime kid dinner time, then you're entering into a social contract with us. And you wouldn't want to break that and make Jean-Jacques Rousseau feel like he died in vain, right? You wouldn't do that to JJR, would you? Why aren't you saying anything? Because I'm reading the article, asshole. I can't speak to you immediately. Except now that I'm reading it on a podcast, but that's a whole different point. So maybe next time when 5.30pm rolls around and you've finished all seasons of Terriers and you're hankering for some food, think about your past and future life and what you want to get out of it. And then please, for the love of all that is good in this world, just spend an hour before dinner at a bar. We promise not to eat all the mustard greens. Kat, do you want to go first? Okay, so there's this idea that some parents have that if you don't have kids, that your life is very, very, very easy by comparison. That you have no responsibilities and endless bounds of free time and energy just because the parent doesn't. This is not true at all. Now, um, bearing in mind that I'm very, very sympathetic to people who come to places with screaming kids. Um, it was one of the best things about leaving my old job was um, not having to be around screaming kids anymore. But I, I'm very understanding. I'm very sympathetic. I don't have kids, obviously, but I have a niece and a nephew. I have, you know, you know, cousins with kids. I'm, I understand. I am a 
empathetic human being to everybody but the GOP. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get that you can't always control things. Sometimes you need steam and, and everything. But my lack of having a child doesn't make my life easy. It doesn't mean that I have an abundance of free time. It, it doesn't mean shit. It just means I didn't make the choice to have kids. So when parents talk down to people who don't have kids, acting like not having kids is some miraculous, you know, time-freeing, stressless life, I kind of feel a little bit like that person is dumb. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, just because your life before you had kids was a certain way doesn't mean everybody else is it, you know? So, you know insinuating that oh well every single person who has ever come to a restaurant at five o'clock or five fifteen to eat the fucking mustard greens is is choosing to come there and that they absolutely have other choices is absolutely fucking ridiculous um it's it's a ridiculous sentiment that that um not having kids means you have nothing but freedom and that is simply not true um and and even if it were, everybody that I know who likes to go out to restaurants wants to go a little bit early. You gotta like go before the crowd or go after the crowd because nobody wants to be there when there's a ton of people and you're trying to make conversation with somebody and then you can't because it's so fucking loud. That's like, that's not enjoyable. That's not fun. I go to restaurants at 515 if I can, but just so I can hear the people I'm talking to. Yeah, and and even then, some of us, unless, you know, unless it's a date situation, I personally, when I got to eat, most of the time, I'm by myself. You know, you know, outside of even just driving a truck. Like, just the other day, I, I got, you know, I got in, spent the day at home, then I went out and got myself some food up at the local uh, pizza place. That is a really damn good pizza. And I went by myself. And it was fine. And when you're by yourself, if you're not in a hurry... And you have this quote-unquote free time, which, yeah, I have more of an abundance of right now, but I also busted my ass to have this free time. You know, I've, I've been on the road pretty much for the past three months, taking a vacation time, which was very, very sudden on me, by the way, you know, during my girlfriend's birthday week. and And so it's like, yeah, generally... I am way too, you know, I want to eat when I want to eat. And yeah, again, being somebody who has went out with small children in their party to a restaurant, I understand the frustration. I honestly do. I really do. There have been times where we've had small children and they would act up to the point that I would want to defenestrate them. Obviously, I don't because that would be abuse. But the point is, I understand. And it's not up to people who don't have kids or, or otherwise have no such responsibilities to make room for them, you know, in that particular way. Yeah, you're going to get glares because guess what? If you're not able to control your kids, that speaks, that speaks to you as a parent because you don't have a grip on your kid enough to take them out into public. And things happen. Sure. Yeah. You're gonna have you're gonna have moments where your kids aren't gonna be the most behaved for whatever reason. 
maybe they're still salty because they didn't get their way at home. Or maybe they wanted to go to McDonald's and you decided, no, we're going to the, the, to the fucking Chick-fil-A. It, it could be any number of reasons. Or or maybe kid has this blister in the foot and, no, and they haven't been able to mention that, hey, I've got a fucking blister on my foot. It could be any number of reasons. But how you handle it as a parent is 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 what's going to make the dining experience better. So, yeah, you you Mr. uh, uh Ms. M- Mustard Green, that's Mr. his name now. Yeah, Mr. Kevin Alexander Mustard Green person, you know, you know, you if if you're not already doing so, take better control of your crotch spawn, all right? I'm <laughs> hoping you are. I really am hoping you are. And and by what I mean by taking better care of, I mean in the sense of keeping them calm, relatively calm, in a restaurant. Any restaurant you go to. I don't care if it's McDonald's. I don't care if it's a goddamn Olive Garden or anywhere in between or outside of them. Hell, I, it, it doesn't matter. It's just we, we would prefer them to be well behaved. That, and, and if it's if it's that much of a problem that other people are sympathetic to your needs but still come to a restaurant at 515 or or that people are rage tweeting about their bad dining out experience because if you're screaming monstrosities maybe stop caring stop caring so much about what people fucking think yeah because inevitably what other people think of you is irrelevant yeah so big takeaway from this oh sorry go ahead <laughs> stop putting you know your out your dining out experience on other people if you're aware that you're going to be a problem for other people because your kids are going to act up a little bit yeah but everybody's kid does that and the whole of the united states and every country ever is aware that kids do this shit and if somebody's going to be an asshole about about it that's because they're an asshole that's not reflective of you or your parenting, or your child. It's just because some people are assholes. And yeah. if you're doing your best, then everybody else can fuck off. Who cares what everyone else thinks? All you can do is your best. If if your kids are just going to be whiny, it's because they're feeling whiny. And there's nothing that you can do about it, necessarily. Now, that's not to say that all parents are without fault, because... I have seen some shitty parents at restaurants, but again, there's nothing I can do about it. And there's no sense in complaining about it to the parent. So like, hey, let's all just stop caring so much about what other, what complete strangers in restaurants think. And just like, let other people enjoy the time that they are taking for their dining out experience. Yeah. It's not that hard, people. No, not really. It's like, as for me, um, when, next time I go out, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna enjoy myself. I've got, I've got stuff on my iPad that I can just look at, and that's what I'm gonna do. And and and, and let's let's also be very fair. You know, in my dining in my dining experiences, considering I do that a lot more than than Cat does, I'm sure. Um, when kids are around, they are usually well behaved. I will I will give that credit out by and large. So so yeah, if somebody's bitching about your kids, it's probably because they're being little shits. You know. And and yeah, and like Kat was saying, yeah, sometimes there's nothing you can do about it, but we're we you know, some of us are still going to rant about it. 
Uh, but what can you do, right? So to this article writer, get off the high horse. Seriously, just, just, just cool, 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 cool your balls, man. Cool your balls. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Knock it off. Okay. Being yeah. a parent doesn't make you an inherently better or more tired or more stressed out person than any other stranger that you get on the street. Um, it, it's this really, really ignorant outlook on life that, that having kids somehow makes you a better person and that you are something because you are a parent everybody's life is fucked up you know maybe not as fucked up compared to other people's but everybody thing everybody's going through their own thing and just because somebody doesn't have kids doesn't make their struggle less than yours so stop assuming that just because somebody is and and not to mention somebody might be out at a restaurant glaring at you and also be a parent Mm-hmm. For God's sake, just because they haven't drugged their kids out of them. Uh, like, for example, the, my coworker in my office has a date night every Friday night with her husband, and they get a babysitter and no, so that they don't have to pay for it. Because, like that author said, babysitters are expensive. And apparently, they're also going through your path blackmailing you because that's something that you want to say, even jokingly. Good luck getting a babysitter after this. So, like, you don't, you know, like, I get it. I get what this person is saying. But this whole I'm a parent, ergo, I'm something by the universe thing. It's definitely a sense of entitlement. There was a a thing going around um, a couple weeks ago on Facebook that was about how um, moms with kids, moms should get to skip the line um, for coffee. In, in Starbucks. Oh, I, and, I didn't see that. Yeah. And there was a little bit of back and forth. Moms can wait in line like everybody else. Everybody needs coffee for a reason. Yours, your reason isn't more valid than someone else's just because you ha- <laughs> you couldn't keep your legs closed, I think is what I read. Yeah. Um, and, and being a parent, as f- everything that I can tell, is extremely hard, but also extremely rewarding. Um mm-hmm. And, and again, your struggle isn't greater than someone else's just because your struggle involves another human being that you have to take care of all the time. Yeah. Everybody is struggling. Just because, you know, someone else's struggle isn't about children doesn't make your life and your struggle more valid than theirs. And just that whole, I'm a parent, ergo, I know. It's just, it's really unbecoming of parents because I don't think... A lot of people actually think that way. Yeah. Oh, so with that, we are going to wrap up this week. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, according to my according to my uh, OBS, that we actually have hit just about an hour. We'll see how it is when I get this all edited down and everything. Uh, so um, yeah, thank you guys for listening, Cat. If you wanted to be, if you wanted people to find you on the social medias, where could they find you? You can find me commenting. The Faults of the Universe on Twitter at Labyrinth Cat. And you can also find me greatly ignoring my Facebook on facebook.com slash Nerdiscat. And then if you want to listen to my other shows, one of which where I talk about stuff like this probably later today, um, that is what the fuck over on 1201beyond.com. And if you want to hear me talk about actually not terrible stuff, um, you can listen to my other show, Nerd to the Third Power, which is over on YouTube and iTunes and This Week in Geek. Yay! And oh, I, I'm oh god, I'm 
both dreading and looking forward to the the epi- the first episode of what the fuck that is recorded after you know since you know since Kavanaugh has been not oh, been god. put on. Oh god, oh, it's it, it's a crapshoot on whether or not Josh will actually want to spend talking. Like here we, yeah, forty straight minutes, and there we might like talk about it a little bit and move on to other things. Yeah, fair enough. Maybe. Uh, but as for me, you can find me on the social medias, Twitter, Tumblr, uh, YouTube, Instagram. Yes, Instagram. <laughs> it's mostly Pokemon stuff, but it, it's Instagram at Gomer21XX. Uh, I do have a Facebook page, Gomer Ranting Thespian. All of those links are in the doobly-doo. Uh, my site, of course, is rtgomer.com. I also um, been posting at nerdvice.com, but Nerdvice is kind of going through a, 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 a kind of a... I, I, not sure what kind of a period we're going through at the moment, but, uh, you know, things are going on behind the scenes, as far as I know. Um, so, you know, you can go check. We should still have stuff posted up there. Go check it out anyway, because all these people that have stuff up there deserve to have, deserve to be seen and listened to and read. They're, they're good people. Um, I'm thinking, what else, what else am I missing? Am I missing any other social media links? Oh, yeah. Um, we do have a Discord. Like I said, the Discord is in the doobly-doo. You can come in, check out, say hello. Um, I, I'll try and be a little bit more active in there. I haven't been as active as I would like to be. Um, and if you want to help support me directly, and in doing so also help get me off the road so I could do this more often, uh, then go to patreon.com slash gomer21xx. That will be repeated in the outro, just in case you guys missed it here. Um... So with that being said, thank you guys so much for listening. And for those of you who are still listening, even after three months of almost three months of like practically nothing, thank you. I really do appreciate it. It it does really mean the world to me. Um, and then and honestly, it's it's something I just need to be reminded of because lately my brain has been being a dick, and I need reminders that um, yeah, people actually do care. And if you're listening to this. And you're paying attention, and you, and you even you know if you comment or whatever, it shows me yeah you're listening and you care at least a little bit, and that means a lot to me. It really does. Um, so with that, thank you guys for listening, and until next time, this is Gomer the Ranting Thespian with the cat, signing off. Thespian Talk is an RT Gomer Productions presentation. Our show's theme is Kick Shock by Kevin McLeod. Find out more at Incompetech.com. If you like this show and want to help support future episodes, head over to patreon.com slash gomer21xx. For a contribution as little as a dollar per production, you can get early access to all future productions, as well as monthly Patreon-only vlogs and announcements. Our show's artwork was produced by the talented Becky Hopkins, who can be commissioned by going to patreon.com slash beckyhop. Check us out on iTunes or visit rtgomer.com for more great shows.